Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, Cordy tells us about the history of our relationship with decorating our fingernails, which is not only fascinating, but surprising. As always, expect some foul language, and let's get ready for another Human Exception. Oh, Craig. Courtney, what is the 60s scoop? So the 60s scoop was, um, I think it happened in both the U.S. and Canada. I mean, it's more than just in the 60s, but it was like a a concerted government effort to remove Indigenous children from their families and put them in residential schools. Oh. Or place them with white families. Of course, yes. Right. Uh, okay. So that's why that's why there's so much hurt and anger from that generation of indigenous people because they were severed from their people. Right. Especially, right? right? right. I mean, right. it's been a thing that's been happening for a long time, but I think it was just like a big push to do it, or there was like a larger concerted effort at the time. So yeah, there was a buzzword for it. No, I didn't either. Yeah. That's so weird, because, like, I mean, granted, with where I work, which I don't want everybody to know, um, like, it would be more common for me to know, but, like, yeah. No. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know there was, like, Kayla said I didn't know there was, like, a a particular phrase for it. I was aware of the history, but I just had not connected that. Okay. Okay. Learn something new every day. Mm Mm-hmm. With sixty scoop, yeah. I don't want to. I like. I. I think it's an important thing to talk about and cover. I don't think it's an appropriate thing for um, me to talk about or cover. um, On many levels. So. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just looking at the even just the Wikipedia article. Oh, there was a story in it just a month, two days ago from Toronto.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think I have heard of a couple of these books, though, but they don't use that word or that phrase. Yeah. Okay. Now I have made connections in my brain now. Yeah. Okay. Actually, the Wikipedia article is pretty well referenced, so I'm just gonna say. Don't you love that? I like. I know everybody's always like, "Ooh, Wikipedia," and I'm like, "Nah, man. <laughs> you need to write a paper. Go to Wikipedia and just go through their references. Mm-hmm. Like, read them, obviously, but like, go through the references. Pretty much yeah, how I start mm-hmm. every topic. <laughs> That's yeah. That's what I do too. I start start it broad and then get narrower and narrower. Yeah. Don't do this to me, Thing. Come on, Thing. Don't do it. Oh, it just like for some reason. 
so before we started, like my control button wasn't working, so I couldn't do a copy paste very easily. That's and so I'm, which is really fun when you're trying to fucking um get all of your references right. pulled off of the web pages that you have open so you don't just like right click. I don't want to highlight right click. Right? I just it's so fucking annoying. It is such a first world problem. It is such <laughs> it is such a first world problem out of first world problem. Um but for my little brain that is already struggling today and like trying to fix things, it yeah. it's been a thing. And also now it won't let me it won't let me edit this because it put two links together, so it's trying to make it a mega link. It's no. not a mega link. Please do no. thing. That's don't you know that's the sixth seal? The mega link? No. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I just There we go. Okay. Fucking boomer better, moment. Better undo Christ. that shit quick. My life. Let's ah! seal back up. <laughs> I hate when you copy paste the link and it's like right next to a word by accident and then the word gets incorporated in the link and you're like, and you try to enter to like make a line break, it opens the link instead. (laughs) It's like, no. Mm -hmm. Or or you like accidentally add a a character somewhere and then you're trying to find where is this character? Fuck me. That was a very pure fuck me. I really appreciated that (laughs) one. I will be honest. Uh, I, I mean, y'all know. I swear all the time. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> I'm so. Tired. Oh, it was just. It was so pure. It was so pure, and I appreciated that. I felt it somewhere deep in my soul. I'm. I don't. I just. They come out so organically. I don't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're just no, no. Live no. inside me. No, you're you're in no. good company. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is just us. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else is here. No one oh. Jesus. I just want to watch Korean dramas and Chinese dramas now, though. Oh, my God. So our lovely fan who I've been talking to, like I said before, like, um, yes. they're half Pakistani, half Chinese. They told me about this Chinese drama that's on Netflix called Untamed. I don't know if you watched that one, Courtney. Not yet. I think it's on my list because I do love me a good drama. Apparently it's really fucking good and it's also based on like a Chinese novel and like the main characters. Basically it's supposed to be like a gay romance essentially but they had to tone it down for the show but the undercurrents are all still there. (laughs) Oh yeah no this is on my list for sure. Um, I also I've been watching one called where's my list? It's just all dramas. Um, it's a Chinese cartoon. Oh, where did it go? It's really good. Uh, it's kind of like I don't think the whole thing is on Netflix, which is super unfortunate. But it it definitely has like these two gods are definitely gonna bang at one point, and they're both dudes, and I'm t- so for it. <laughs> I'm like, yes. When will they kiss? Courtney's in the corner of her room with two dolls. Kiss already! (laughs) I I just get really upset. I'm like, (laughs) can they just... I will say, I've been watching a new... uh, So I watch a lot of... A lot of... um, Like, Chinese and K-dramas and stuff. 
and usually in them when when the protagonists finally do kiss it usually takes 30 episodes and (laughs) it's like a long montage always right it's they kiss and like the older ones they just kind of stay in this little chased pack but for two minutes while the song goes on and the camera changes from different angles and like the wind blows and it's very aesthetic or whatever, but it's kind of silly. I started watching this new one called King the Land. They full on make out. Oh, like hello. And I was like, I'm I'm okay with this. This is good for me. <laughs> anyway, now I can't find that show and I'm wondering if they took it off. Oh, it's called Heaven's Official Blessing. That's the the cartoon one that I love. Is it like actually like a kids oriented show or is it an adult show? Uh, I don't think it's, like, adult-adult, but I don't think it's, like, for teens. Maybe for teens. I think there's a a webtoon of it. Oh. Somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's good. I recommend it. One day I'll organize all of my shows that I recommend and, like, have them categorized in a beautiful spreadsheet that you could just, like, be like, I want to watch this, and then it'll pull it up for you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the next time that we need to record something that is like off script and we need to replace the My Immortal stuff is we do a round robin where we just share shit that we're into right then. All, all it's for like yes, but also at the same time everyone's gonna be like, "What is wrong with your brain?" Oh my god, no, it's no. So- it's so chaotic. Like my my Netflix is chaotic. Like there's obviously a thread. Like I have a lot of like romancy, cutesy things in there. But then like it'll be like teasing Master Takagi-san, Bridgerton, and then it's like <laughs> making a murderer, how to kill <laughs> five hundred people at once. Uh, this is a sad documentary about death. How to become a cult leader. Just means we have layers. We have layers. <laughs> we have layers. We have layers. If they are, if they are listening to us now, and they're like, if they're listening to us in general, I feel like that would be something the two people who listen to us would be into. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> hey, can I have your Netflix password? I'll just let's learn. Play. Yeah, well, just you know, just like <laughs> let's learn more about these weirdos who've been doing this for almost three fucking goddamn years. Oh, it all makes so much more sense now. <laughs> Oh, exactly. You get the full picture. You get the full hemisphere sphere. If you really wanted to see some messed up shit, just go through like my watched list on YouTube. That's even scarier. (laughs) Deep dive, deep dive, 90 day fiance. What? (laughs) A deep dive, deep dive Minecraft. (laughs) Oh, it's Ruby Valley. Valley Let's Plays. Stardew Valley, and then, like, huh. and like true crime, three-hour deep dives, or this horror thing, or this crazy cult thing, and lots of anti anti MLM content I'm as I'm totally always. Layers right now. Hmm? I'm totally on Swoop right now. They do like a uh, long-form video essay, documentary kind of things, and like, it's oh. it's deep and it's really fucking good. Like they do such That's good beautiful. research. Oh, cool. Kind of in love. See? See? That would be kind of fun, because then we could all learn something new that day. And then it would be easy, because then we'd just talk about shit we like. (laughs) Just do it as a live stream. I don't have to... You do it as a live stream. I don't have to write 15 fucking goddamn pages. (sighs) 
I feel, I feel that. <laughs> I get so interested. I really want to do it. Like I want to do these things and I want to do them well. And I'm trying to like hit all yeah. these things. And then like every time I start digging, it gets bigger and bigger. And I'm like, I'm not doing this yep. justice. And someone's going to get mad at me. Boulder rolling downhill. Yep. It just, <laughs> by the time it gets to the bottom, you've taken the entire hillside with you. Yep. My entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i am i have no doubt that i've written a couple hundred thousand words for topics for this by this point oh, yeah. me well, running yeah do, like scripts i just have like cliff notes because uh my autism means that i barely prepare sometimes and like mostly just have notes and then wing it because it's well, worked for me so far. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, uh, if it ain't broke. I just thought it was funny because I didn't realize that was like a legit, like, trend with people. <laughs> like, you can't wait till the last minute to make this project work. I'm like, haha, bitch, I wrote a 5,000 word essay in eight hours. Eat me. <laughs> that, was, that was my high school years. <laughs> Yeah, like if I'm really yeah. interested in something, I'll get, I'll do it. I'll fucking way overdo it if I'm not. <laughs> oh, but also like the burnout is not worth it. It's. I feel like this is going to be me in September. Be like, yeah, I got a, I got an assignment due next week. I got two days. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. All right. Well. Where are we at, kids? What's going on? All right, all right. Well, we got... Who the fuck knows? Ooh! Always Kayla. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Vague idea what's going on. We got something about <laughs> nail polish, and we got Jack Parsons. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ow, fuck. All right, well, then... Don't, don't do where that. Do, where do we want to start, I guess, is the question. I don't know. You can... Well, mine's 12 pages, so... Versus- 12 pages. I don't know how long mine will be because I'm uh, riffing it. Sweet. I don't know. Mine you... is mine isn't Go. sad. Is yours sad? No, it's just fucking weird. Okay, okay let's yeah, let's, let's start with Courtney then. Okay, so um, I I have been on um, I don't want to sound like a white girl, but I've been on a nail journey. A nail journey. <laughs> a nail journey. So I. I love getting my nails done, right? Um, I love like acrylics and gel and the drawings and like the little like intricate press-ons you can get. There are some people who do these like elaborate like full-on fucking paintings that take 20 plus hours to do that then get stuck on someone's nails. And I think it's fascinating. Um, but also I have developed um, an allergy to gel nail polish um, so I can't use it anymore, and I have decided not to do acrylics anymore because it's prohibitively expensive at the moment. And so I've been, like, trying to figure out, like, how to make my own natural nails not shitty, um, which has not been going well for me. But that's besides the point. I realized I've been spending um, a lot of time thinking about nails and nail polish and why we color our nails and, like, is there a point to it and, like... It seems like such a silly, frivolous thing that hasn't been going on for that long. It seems kind of, like, childish. Um, so then I was like, but I know it's not. I know that this is, like, a long-held tradition throughout the ages. So I decided to finally um, sit down and, like, actually pay attention again. Because I did listen to a really good um, 
NPR podcast. It was a podcast um, a long time ago about like the history of like the acrylic nail and why do we have acrylic nail and how do we do acrylic nail extensions and what does that mean for culture? And I thought it was really hmm. interesting because I think in the modern context of manicures, we've kind of made it to be a it's it's considered frivolous, right? It's it's a high maintenance thing, quote unquote high maintenance thing. Bussy. It's yeah. It's yeah, right? You have like the image of like the 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 receptionist like filing her nails while she's on the phone and like not paying attention. But there's like a long, like interesting history that goes back literally thousands of years. Yeah, I know with That's nail art and nails. Yeah. So some of the first instances of nails being like decorated that we have evidence for was in 3000 BCE in China during the Zhao dynasty. Um, and yeah, so like they would make a mixture of, of chemicals to color their nails. And then that nail color would then be used to denote rank. Um, and the royal family, yeah. So royal family would usually have gold and silver reserved for them. So you couldn't use gold or silver. Gold was more precious than silver. So like gold would be reserved for like the emperor and um, the empress, maybe a favored concubine, right? Huh. So um, these polishes were used, uh, created using beeswax, egg whites, gelatin, vegetable dyes, and gum arabic. And they would kind of just like sit their nails in them and let them dry or like leave them in the mixture for hours until it kind of stained the nail. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Egyptians were also painting their nails around the same time. Um, they had um, like an actual kind of paint that they used and they had a variety of colors. Um, I think when I looked, um, it said that. Chinese women had colors like in a variety of reds and stuff. Um, but then like the Egyptians had like nude colors and light colors as well, mm. which I thought was really interesting. Babylonian cool. men in 3200 BCE would like actually like go to the basically go to the salon <laughs> before they went to battle. So the men, <laughs> yeah, like let's just flip. Let's just piss somebody off somewhere. It makes me happy. So these men would go and they would spend hours getting their hair curled, getting their nails done. Their, they would paint them with green and black coal. They'd have a bunch of other treatments done, like massages that they would all have as preparation for going into battle. I kind of love that. I mean, Honestly, yeah, I'm going to go out and die, Yep. I better look fucking fabulous when I'm right? dead. Right? Go out feeling good just and looking better, yep. So like when um, I, when I was recording like the outro for this last week's episode, I'm like, like next week we got we got tallying this and Courtney's doing something on nail polish. I have no idea what, but I'm sure it's gonna be fucking wild once we start talking. You will never know with me. <laughs> you will never know. I find like at first I was just gonna talk about the creation of the acrylic nail and like acrylic nails now, but like I was wondering like how long have we been doing this kind of stuff? And it's it's literally forever. And this is just what we have evidence for, right? This is just what we have written down or, like, things for. Like, we we have been putting things on our bodies and modifying our bodies since we discovered we had them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Um, 
yeah, uh, Indians from India, the proper Indians, uh, use henna to dye their fingertips and their nails. Like, usually when you go and you get Mindy done, like, for major occasions, um, you also would have your, your nails stained with the, the Mindy, the henna. Very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I even found something in South America. The Inca would paint their nails with eagles on them. And this was documented in the 1600s. So I'm assuming this is like first European contact. Like they made comments about it somewhere, but I couldn't find a whole lot of information. But it seems to be like a spiritual practice, possibly for protection. Cool. That's cool. Right? Um, And then when we think about things like um, artificial nails. So back to China. During the Ming Dynasty, Chinese women, especially mostly Chinese women, like noble women, would grow out their fingernails, right? And if you've ever tried to grow out your nails, they get really fragile after a while. And so this was a sign of um, wealth, right? And of nobility, because Mm. it shows that, like, I don't have to do shit. Right. I sit around all day. Um, But also, um, nails were often... Um, they're considered kind of like you know how there's a tradition around growing your hair long and not cutting your hair in many cultures but in this case in China they also had a similar um, practice with nails so nails were only trimmed on certain days of the year because it was considered to be lucky if you did it on those days Um, if you lost a loved one you'd also often trim your nails and bury them with your ancestor as like a showing of fealty and um family and respect Hmm. um some women would like send nail clippings as a sign of love to the man that they were in love with (laughs) i've seen in a way (laughs) um but the other right yeah the other thing that happened though was during the ming and Qing dynasties which i think was in the 13 to 1600s um women who are of the aristocracy would wear these beautiful nail guards or finger coverings in order to protect their long nails, but also because they were beautiful. Um, and I'll oh, show you guys cool. some pictures here. They're, if you've ever watched, um, if you've ever watched a Chinese, these two first two are actually from some, um, oh, wow. dramas that I absolutely adore. Oh, that's awesome. And so they have these beautiful long, these ones are golden because I believe in this picture, I believe the first one, if I remember correctly, yeah. she's actually an empress, so she used gold. The character from the second one down is a uh, first-rank concubine, and you can see that she's wearing both red fingernail polish and mm. fingernail guards. So they wouldn't always have the super long nails underneath, but they would wear the guards because they were considered to be a sign of rank and like how important you were. And they're very intricately um, decorated. So here's another actual set. These are stunning. These ones are, so this, these ones that I just sent a link for are silver and they're inlaid with, um, it looks like turquoise. And I think there are some with opal and lapis lazuli. And um, they have like, different scenes on them so sometimes they would have flowers or they would have dragons if you were a part of the imperial family the empress would often have phoenixes because the phoenix is a symbol of the empress peonies are also a symbol of the empress 
Um, and so there are these really ornate, beautiful pieces of jewelry that are starting to actually come back in fashion, I saw, which is very exciting. Um, I kind of knew about this um, because I know that in the Muslim tradition, you cannot wear fingernail polish. You can't wear regular fingernail polish. And this is because when you go to make wudu, when you do your prayers, when you go to cleanse yourself, you can't properly be cleansed because you have a barrier between your skin and the water. So you can't be cleansed properly. So you either have to wear um, oh, halal, uh, not, yeah, halal uh, nail polish that like allows for some breathing and has been approved. Or I've seen these um, sort of fingernail guards coming into vogue now where they have like a little loop where it looks like it's a fingernail where your fingernail would be and you can decorate that, but then you can take it off to, to pray. Mm. Very okay. cool. Yeah, those are really cool. Wow. I think they call, I think I usually see them called like voodoo rings or nail rings. And they're very similar. Right? Different idea behind them, but very similar. And then you can yeah. put like press on nails onto them so you can have the pretty looking nails. That's cool. That is sure stunning. Right? They're really, really cool. Neat. I have, I've, like I said, like it started out with me being like, I'm sad I can't have acrylic nails anymore. And then it's devolved into this. Mm -hmm. um, you're welcome. So. We can see here, oh, the other weird one I heard about when I was digging into this, because I was looking for, like, the first instance of an artificial nail, and I guess you could probably qualify these finger guards as a kind of artificial nail that we use for decoration. Um, but then I found that 19th century Greek noblewomen would take empty pistachio shells and put them on their finger <laughs> to be an artificial <laughs> nail. I don't oh know if my gosh. them, and I couldn't find any pictures or anything, but it just, it made me think of, like, when you're a little kid, and you're, like, playing with bugles or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <Yep>. silly. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then the idea of, like, the Western manicure that we know and love today, where you're cleansing your hands, pushing back your cuticles, maybe trimming your cuticles, trimming your nails, um... That concept as a beauty treatment really came into vogue in 1770, at least in the West. So they would have these beautiful um, gold or silver for the aristocracy, obviously, um, manicure kits where they would like have like special little scissors that they would use to cut nails. Um, sometimes they would use things like acid oh. to cut and treat your fingers, which oh. uh, I'm assuming it's like a low, like, cause like, let's, I didn't say what that acid was or like how strong it was. And we have acid in lots of things all the time, but also like, it does make me cringe. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oof. Yeah. And then came like the 1890s and the early 1900s, which became like a huge boom in terms of manicures and nails. So I couldn't find a whole lot on this guy, which is very disappointing, but there was a podiatrist in Europe somewhere. Don't know where, don't know where he's from. Uh, and I tried really hard to find him. I couldn't find him anywhere, but his name is Dr. Sitz. S-I-T-T-S. -T -T okay. And, <laughs> yeah. And he was a podiatrist. So he had adapted <laughs> a dental tool so that it could be used for manicures to kind of like clean out underneath. And then either that evolved into or may have been what we now know as an orange wood stick. 
oh. that we use today to clean nails and push cuticles back. So it's a little wooden stick, generally like three to four inches long. And one end is like sharp, kind of like a pencil. And the other end is flat so that you can use it for pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when tools like this became more accessible, so orange wood sticks are like super cheap and easy to get a hold of. Um, these services became more and more popular and manicure parlors became a thing. Like they weren't really a thing before. Like you might have a servant who come and do your nails, but now this is something that the working class has access to. And what I found really interesting is these manicures were popular with both men and women equally. It wasn't like a lady thing to go get your nails done. I wonder when this changed. Yes. Um, probably in the 1930s. <laughs> yep, I was just gonna say. Yep, it's usually right between World War One and World War Two when the idea of masculinity started to become a big thing. Because this ties into my research I was doing for my novel about uh, queer people in New yeah. York. So, I know that, like at least for what I found in 1930, that's when the first real nail polish or nail enamel that we think of today became a thing. Um, the first polish was made by Revlon in most sources that I found um, in 1932. And it was brought about because as automobiles became more popular and more readily available, we had that automobile paint <laughs> that was then adapted yeah. to become nail polish. And that's where we get nail polish from. Huh. And then also in the 30s, Movies became a huge thing, right? And movie stars were getting their nails done. And movie stars were getting different manicures. So, like, this is where we start to have more, like, detailed information. And you can go down a deep, dark rabbit hole of all of the different nail trends from 1930 to now. And you could spend an entire miniseries on each one. It's Mm. wild the amount of detail they have. Like, remember... A couple years ago, half moon manis became really popular, where you would have that little half moon by your nail be real, like a light color, and then you'd have like a dark colored nail, and that was like a big thing. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, that was actually like the original manicure. Really? Yeah. So I found that oh my out gosh. in my mind. I thought I was like not. Surprised. <laughs> I thought the French would be the first, right? Like the 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 French white, too, yeah. the yes, white. Yep. No, not the first real manicure. It was the 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 half moon mm. mani. Um, and so, mm. like nail polish, nail polish trends as nail polishes became more accessible and cheaper and uh, available, and then they had more and more colors start to come out. Because I think at first they were mostly sticking with red. Like red nail polish was a very popular color, and I don't know if that's because it was seen as feminine or if it was just like someone's favorite color and then it became trendy or what but like red was a big deal for a while and then um the first time anyone really does an acrylic nail and this is wild a dentist a dentist broke a fingernail, right? A male dentist okay. broke his fingernail. And uh, if you've ever broken your fingernail, it hurts. Um, and so he took some of his dental products that he had for like 
doing fake teeth and fillings. <laughs> no way. And some foil and used it to repair his fake his nail. And he ended up oh. creating the first acrylic nail. Oh. And once he realized gosh. that it was harder than a regular nail and it was like a thing that he could make money off of he started to like like manipulate it to be something that you could market and sell to people and so that then became part of the manicure and so fake nails became popular so getting an acrylic set was very popular and you would go get them done. And that, I think, was in the 1960s. I lost part of my notes because um, my computer hates me. Um, and then it was one of those things where, like, you could go get them done, but it wasn't as widely available and popular, I think, until Tippi Hedren. So Tippi Hedren was the actress from The Birds. Right. Very popular for her bright red nail polish. Loved to get her nails done. And she was doing some um, foreign aid work in Vietnam after the fall of Saigon. And she was going over there. I don't know if it was like a PR thing or if she was genuinely a good person and was going over there to genuinely help. But she ends up genuinely helping anyway, which is dope. So she went over and she realized that there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for all these Vietnamese, especially Vietnamese women. Um who were going to be coming to the United States. And so she was trying to, like, think of ways to help them. And she noticed that many of them were, like, absolutely fascinated by her nails and her fake nails. And, like, they were very cool looking. I'll find a picture of her. Um, so she ended up bringing her personal stylist with her and teaching all of these Vietnamese women how to do acrylic nails. And that's why in the United States and most of Canada, why most nail salons are run by Vietnamese families is because Tippi Hedren basically started like a beauty school for Vietnamese immigrants to teach them skills and help them learn English and give them a trade for when they came to the States so they would be better prepared to take care of their families. Wow. I have no idea. That's yeah, kind of amazing. Right? It's always wow. been like it's always kind of been a like joke in the background, right? Like there right. have been lots of like thinly veiled racist jokes about mm -hmm. like what are they saying and and it's always Asian themed and I never really thought about it until I heard this story and then I was like, "Oh, why are so many some nail salons run by Vietnamese families?" This Makes is so why. And so it became, it went from like not being an, like a, a small industry by any count, but I think it ended up after, after these people came to the United States and opened all these salons and, and created this industry, it became like an $8 billion industry. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The other thing that ties into this that I have been trying to find better information about, and this is why I wasn't ready last time, is the idea the the connection between acrylic nails and black women and black culture because i don't know if you've ever seen i don't know if you've seen like 
YouTubers or like certain people on the internet, especially when they get long fake nails, they put on a persona or they just Mm -hmm. certainly get a persona where you start talking with your hands differently. They put an accent on, especially I want to, I'm just going to say like James Charles, if you've ever seen him talk when he does stuff, he become, he like starts to almost mimic a black woman. And that's because for some reason, and I can't, I haven't found a whole lot of information. I tried to find some. There's like a time when black women became synonymous with long black or long acrylic fingernails. And like how our societal like stereotypes and caricatures of a black woman and how a black woman acts got like meshed with fake fingernails. And it's wild because like I can. I can find some YouTube clips if we want to put them in later somewhere. But, like, I can think of, like, two YouTubers off my head. One of them is James Charles. You know, the one is non-beauty influencer. But, like, they do. They put on this this stereotype. And I think it's really interesting that so much of our, like... First of all, I think it's interesting that they feel like they have to put on a weird persona. Like, not that being a black woman is weird, but that they have to adopt that, like, weird caricature of a black woman. Like, you can just wear nails. I've done it. You don't have to be racist. Yeah, you, you can just to- click them just for funsies. You don't have you to be gross about them. it. Yeah, but yeah. like, there's, like, a very, there are, like, I can, I'm doing it as I'm saying it. You can't see me because there's no camera. But there are, like, certain, like, gestures and stuff that become, that are synonymous, like, with this. Like, there's, like, uh, like where they, like, close their hands. It's all four hands. And they're kind of, like, putting them back and forth. Do you know, guys know what I'm saying? Or am I totally crazy? No, I know what you're I'll have to show you pictures. Anyway, I just thought it was really interesting. And it's not really talked about. But also, it kind of t- changed the, like, like, when you have fake nails on, having certain lengths of nails having certain styles of nail, having certain color of nail has become acceptable or not acceptable. And I think a lot of that is based in racism and we don't really talk about it. And there's not a whole lot of like things being said about it that I can find, but we all know it happens. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very particular form of microaggression. Which I think is gross and interesting. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I saw one thing. Um, I think it was. Uh, so I've read a couple different articles, and I'll have them linked in the show notes because I actually got them together this time. But like, someone googled like who came up with the original long black nails, and someone had said Kylie okay. Jenner. And I was like, "Are you fucking uh, kidding me? Like, nothing against no, Kylie God. Jenner, but like, she is not the end all be all of fashion, and especially not of that. Right? Like, that when just I think broke my brain." Right? I'm like, excuse me? No! <laughs> what the fuck? God. Like, women have been wearing long nails. Like, not even... Uh, just, like, there are other... There are white women who have been wearing long nails longer than fucking Kylie Jenner. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Oh my god! Yeah, like, it's... But when you have nails past a certain point, it's no longer considered to be appropriate or feminine. And it's instead of having the old connotation of like, oh, you must have money, which you have to if you're getting fucking three inch long nails. Because let me tell you, a set of acrylics is not cheap. And also doing acrylics on your own is not easy. Like Mm -hmm. that is a skill. 
please tip your nail artists and treat them appropriately because damn. Oh my god. It's yeah. It's so hard. I try to do my own. I fucking I like the first time I tried to do acrylics on my own, I got acrylic all the way on the outside of my finger and halfway down and I don't know how. <laughs> and then you have to oh, no. it off. And also yes, like you. just not 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 like filing away half your damn finger. Yeah, I've done that it's, as well. It takes a it's very, so very steady hand. It's so very hard. Steady. It is very hard. Yeah. Anyway, I think that we all just need to be nice to each other about nails. What? Heresy. Ugh, How I know. dare you? How boring. How boring. How yeah, boring. Need to be respect other people's choices about their own body. Let men wear nail polish if they want. You, you what? sound Ew. like some, some, some guy I heard of. He's a dark-skinned Jewish man who came out of middle east you know and said oh my god i didn't know who you were talking about oh my god i was like who the fuck are you talking (laughs) about what are you talking about you're talking about this this can go nowhere good oh wait (laughs) i was very confused and were concerned for a moment there (laughs) so proud (laughs) anyway um yeah some nails are like fucking fascinating and nail trends are fascinating and technologies behind nails are fascinating i know that i talked a little bit about developing a gel polish allergy that became um like when i first started to develop an allergy there were no articles on the internet there was like maybe one article on the internet about what to do if you started to get like what was happening to my finger because what happens with me and my my newly acquired allergy is that my fingernail so your fingernail is like, there's like the nail plate, which is the pink part underneath your nail. And then you have the hard nail that grows over it. My fingernail and my nail plate will actually separate. And so, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. Oh, so you know how me. like at the end oh. of your fingernail, you have like that white part uh-huh. like, that you would normally paint on with like a French tip. And it's normally like a small sliver at the top. Mine will actually start halfway down my nail or farther. No, 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 no. And the only thing you can do is wait. You Mm. have to let it grow back. And it is painful. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, Currently, my nail struggles. um, I was getting acrylics. And if you get long acrylic nails for a certain amount of time or if they are not balanced properly, because, yes, you do have to have them balanced so that the structure of the nail is not putting undue pressure on your finger because that can cause problems on top of it, maybe getting an infection or lifting or all these other things that you have to worry about as a nail tech. Um, There is a part underneath your nail called the epinicium. It's like that little part, you know, if you press too far underneath your nail, it kind of hurts. There's like living flesh there. That's Mm -hmm. your epinicium. If your nails are too long or not properly balanced, that will grow out farther to help support the weight of that nail and i got my nails so long for so long (laughs) that that has grown past the tip of my actual fingernail and so um no i have the opposite problem of when i had a gel allergy and i actually have too much pink underneath my nail and um i'm waiting for them to grow out and be healthy but they're also so fucking weak because something is wrong with my body so that's my nail oh, struggle. No. Oh. Um, so yeah, treat treat your nail your nail owners correctly. Oh, I was talking about the gel polish thing. So after, sorry, <laughs> it's fine. 
So after uh, the start of the pandemic, you know, when everything closed suddenly, you had all these women at home who had been getting these treatments done, right? So you have fake nails, you've got gel polish, all of a sudden they don't know how to take care of them anymore. And, and like there's like this huge burst in sales of at-home nail sales, yeah. like at-home nail kits, right? So you can go on Amazon. More so in the States than Canada, I will say. When I lived in the States, like during the beginning of this, I started to do my my nails again because I had nothing else to do. I could buy gel polish for fucking pennies compared to what I can get here in Canada, and I had a bigger selection. I don't know why. I don't know if that's like a health and safety thing. I don't know if that's just our Amazon mm. is not as good. Just, um, but I thought it was US, very interesting. It's really hard to like buy. The stuff. U.S. has a much bigger population, so they can. There's a lot more of a market and an audience for things to sell. So like only the best selling stuff kind of comes to Canada, or the stuff they can sell the cheapest, gotcha. right? Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, because yeah, you get a bigger selection and a cheaper selection. On most things, if you are in the U.S., which I do miss, um, but but also like the downside of that is like I bought a brand on Amazon, and that's what really kicked off my allergy again. Was I had I had kind of like gotten over it and was able to use gel again if I went to a salon, but doing it myself, my fingers I got a uh, contact dermatitis. Oh. So I had like hives, basically baby hives from the tip of my finger to the base of my finger and it was red and itchy and then my nail was separating and all you can do is hate life and take Benadryl. Um, But this became a lot more common. So because these chemicals shouldn't be in contact with your living flesh, which they do say, um, people have been like developing these allergies because when you're doing your nails you're getting nail polish everywhere because you're not a professional and doing your own nails is fucking hard uh and so like now if you look online there are like tons of youtube videos and like articles and people trying to develop allergy-free gel polishes because the the if you don't know the advantage to getting a gel polish is that it's UV cured or LED UV cured. I don't know the difference. And um, it instantly dries. So you don't have to worry about like smudging your nails or like walking around and not doing anything for three hours, which is the downside of nail polish for me. But the downside for gel is that you could get these allergies. And then sometimes you can develop allergies to, so the chemical in it, and I can't remember the name of it. It's like a monoacrylate. So you can actually develop that allergy and then you can become allergic to acrylics as well. And then sometimes that means that you can't get certain dental no. treatments. Because if we remember back to our history, they use those monoacrylates. And so then you can't do a lot of stuff. There's like a bunch of medical stuff that will use those plastics. Because um, it's technically a plastic to, uh, for like dental or like bone oh. surgeries. So yeah, be careful. Mm. Also, you can get cancer from the light. So people have started to wear like right. fingerless gloves while they do their nails. Um, yeah, because you can, yeah, skin cancer. Skin cancer, man. Yep. But uh, it's very convenient, I will say that. So yeah, that's nails. Have so you much you tried... never know you wanted. <laughs> well, it's fascinating. Um, have you tried any of the press-on nails? 
Uh, I love press-on nails. My nails are um, kind of oily, and so the the glue doesn't stick very well. But also, sometimes the glue has the same chemical that you're allergic to from the gel stuff. Oh, I've been doing the Glamour Made stuff, which uses like a a glue. It's kind of like a, an adhesive thing. Is it the stickery ones? Yeah. I have been looking at those and like, I need to, I think I keep confusing Glamour Made and Glamnetic. Um, cause I think they're pretty similar. They're very, yeah. they're both press-ons, but I, the one has cuter nails. Um, <laughs> from a purely aesthetic objective position. Oh, Mario ones. Um, yeah, no, I've thought about doing them. The only thing is because I work in admin, uh, I have a, a very rough on my hands, which is why I was getting the acrylic was because I was actually destroying my natural nail more than they already are because my nails are naturally very thin and soft and brittle. Um, and so I wanted to feel pretty. And um, yeah. my just, thing with nails is always that I'm just a fucking disaster and I'm always using my hands to make stuff. So. Yeah, well, and that was, like, the be- the beauty. So, like, in terms of, like, longevity and... Let me just go off. It's fine. In terms of longevity and hardness, acrylics are the hardest product you can put on your nail. So, like, if you are, like, me, like, Kayla, and you want to get your nails done and you want them to, like, last and, like, be able to, like, fucking last through all kinds of shit. Like, I slammed my fingers in a drawer and my nail didn't break. Uh, I hurt mm-hmm. my fingernail underneath my natural nail, but my fi- my actual fake nail did not bust. Um, so acrylic is the hardest. The next hardest would be um, the hard gel that they use to do structured manicures, and then soft gel, gel polishes, fingernail polish. Um, yeah, it's it's, but it's absolutely fascinating. It's it's an art form. It's a science. Like some of the I watch. There's a girl on tiktok that i started watching who does like i was saying like these detailed portraits like she was doing like color shifting scenes where like it was like a an aladdin one i think it was where she like had it shift and like the whole scene changed it was wild artwork oh my gosh it's, i i'm gonna have to start posting shit because like now i'm all up in nails again <laughs> um, I love nail art. It's oh, so yeah. beautiful. I don't have the patience for it. So. I yeah. oh, I have stuff for you, Kayla. Don't let me forget to bring it this weekend. Um, okay. I nail stampers. Let me just make this a nail show. Nail stampers. So they have like these <laughs> metal plates with like a recess in them, and you put nail polish on it. You scrape the nail Excuse polish over. You get me? a little. Oh, girl! You get a little. They have like these little plasticky jelly things. Like a, it's a little stamper, you roll it over the image, and then the the nail polish is stuck to the little rubber thingy, and then you roll it over your nail, and now you have the image on your nail. I it's magical! Know. Oh my gosh! It's magical! You can make like whole scenes. I've got so many. I've done like gamer nails for when I went to a con two weeks ago. I had fucking a humpback whale on my fingers. <laughs> Magic. It's amazing. And it brightens your day. It's silly. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's amazing. And we all need it. And nail polish is for everybody. <laughs> I posted a picture of what the stickers look like and the ingredients. I love those. Back. Yeah. Those are cool. Those I can no. probably use. Yeah, yeah I, I just really I need good. to get some. 
and maybe just test it. Oh my god, they have cats! <laughs> so many cats. All the cats. They look like Gigi! I'm dying! <laughs> look at them! They're so goddamn cute! Oh, I like those. Those are good. Hey. Aww. Cats. Those would be cute like for that. Halloween, too. Just for any goddamn day. Anytime, yeah, but I, I just like, <laughs> I love that. There's so many, they're like, they're like That's animals. Nine, nine out of ten of these images have cats on them. I'm for you need, this. You need cats and pumpkins hey. for Halloween. They, they have, have an yeah, orange they have a lot cat with of, like, black cat. stuff, too. Oh, yeah, I'm for it. I'm going to get yeah, some, I feel. That's fun. Sorry. They have a set that has flamingos on it. Oh, the picture. Oh, I love they it. have nail stickers you can get, too, that already have, like, so they also have, like, pre-done vinyl stickers, basically, that you put on your nail and then you can trim. It's an MLM, but also there's actually two nail MLMs that sell them, but now you can get them in regular retail right. stores without supporting bullshit. And, oh, my God, the flamingos. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they're already pre. I actually just got two sets from the dollar store. That's when you know you've made it when you're in the dollar store. <laughs> um, but also they sell like pre semi cured gel strips that you can do if you're not allergic. Oh wow! Yeah, I'll stop <laughs> talking about nails. <laughs> well, that was really interesting though. Like I, I, I'm glad. I didn't know a lot no, of that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool thing. Like it's not something that we really think about. I I really struggled to pull all these horses together. I was kind of sad. Like, it's such a cool thing. It's such an integral part of our culture, especially as a femme person. But, like, why isn't it getting the attention it deserves? Because it's, it's a whole fucking thing. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. That's cooler yeah. than Elon Musk. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I'm not... Why did you have to say that name? Now I'm sad. <laughs> Cursed. <laughs> uh, now he's gonna appear. <laughs> Only if we say it three times. Yeah, in a Tesla mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never really been a nail person, like just because I've always had such a hard time with it. I always chip my nails if I try and paint them. I yeah. cannot sit still long enough for them to fucking dry. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really bad at picking my skin. But oh, so doing my same nails girls. makes same. It, makes my my nails too thick to really get in there. <laughs> so I'm not stylish. Oh. I am just trying to protect my skin. <laughs> yep. See, I had That's... a friend who would chew on hers, and she would get acrylics because she could put it you in her mouth. On and them, you can't. She wouldn't destroy them. Yeah. Um, oh. Yep. My yep. my thing is my nails are just out of the box, too thin, too weak. Like my nail polish chips because my nails bend. Mm -hmm. so yeah. then they bend and then they crack and split and then I can't leave them alone because I can't handle them not looking the same um sure. it's a hard Courtney, problem it's a hard Courtney, you just you just pulled that right out of my brain <laughs> I can't right like I can't handle it like I can't handle I can't it either one fingernail starts to chip then I'm mm -hmm. like picking at all of Gotta them redo the whole thing yep. yep yep no I'm the same yep. way yep so, can't can't handle it that's yeah I did I did the the gel the hard gel dip for a long time Ooh. um just because it is that line between like a gel polish and an acrylic and i would yeah. get three weeks out of them um that's, not bad. that's about what they're supposed to be yeah my nails don't grow that fast oh. so um yeah. 
So that was always good. But I was doing that when, again, pre-COVID, like when I was doing stuff professionally mm-hmm. and was out amongst people, um, you know, I didn't have to do it. I just wanted to. And it was nice. And I would get compliments. And then you're like, yes, please feed the compliment machine. So I have to keep doing this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like- and then COVID fucked everything. So. Well- and in some places, like, getting a manicure is not that expensive. Like, when I was in the South for a brief time, like, you could get a set of acrylics for $35, $40. We like 40 bucks around tip. here, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get a set for when I go, I got, the last time I went, I got a plain set. I don't think I had any art on them or anything. So just an acrylic set with tip was $100 Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and they're charging like, cause like, and on the one hand, rightfully so, like you're spending an hour or more in their chair. The L- one time I spent three hours in a chair, that's too long. Um, but like, you're, they need to make a living wage. But also at the same time, like, that's so much money in this day and age. And so it was a, a expense I couldn't justify anymore. Yeah. So then I was gonna do it myself, untenable. and it's yeah, I was good gonna do it myself and then like it was popping off and also you there's like a lot of health yeah. risks involved if you're not done doing it right yes like you can let moisture underneath the nail and then you oh. can actually grow a fungus under your nail and then that's mm. a whole nother problem it, it, lifting and chipping it can rip off your natural nail um mm-hmm. you can still develop the allergies uh if you're doing it by yourself and you're not using gel polish um so yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing Whole fungus thing. under the nail on your nail like <laughs> one of my fingernails i had been using green polish and i forgot and i looked at my finger after i'd taken oh, it off no. i just done a shit job and i just saw a little bit of green in the corner <laughs> and i was like no absolutely not that is not <laughs> happening and i went we are not I, like, doing this <laughs> no my finger in an acetone which is not also not good for you um uh, but i was gonna be i was like that better be polish it was. <laughs> I didn't have to come unglued, but I almost did. Uh, it's so funny because, like, Jake, Jake, my dear <laughs> husband who lives with me, never sees me actually panic. I think. I think sometimes I'm just, I just start moving all of a sudden and doing stuff, and he can't tell the difference between, like, I'm in a full phone bucking panic and about to, like, burn down the house, and <laughs> um, I'm just excited about a thing. Mm hmm. Because he doesn't get the internal monologue, but like <laughs> right. that day, right. I was like, I busted out every, all, I'm like pulling out all my stuff. I've got it all over. I'm like pushing cats out of the way. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jake. <laughs> Shoot. Jake nods. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Anyway. So good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was super interesting. I didn't know like 90 percent of that a very interesting like not micro history but my but very focused i love shit like that me too yeah I, oh i got i, I got a book for you. you i got a book for you courtney hold on oh this, I love this, this is this is coming out soon and i'm all over it it's a history on eyeliner oh, oh my god yes please mm-hmm so um, it's written by a woman. Any of us like really girly girls, and yet you're talking about me. No, <laughs> no. But I, I think this shit. It's the same thing with the nails because that shit used to be worn by men in battle. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's got such a Heels. cultural. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's 
heels I'm, used to I'm be like, exclusively listen. a male accessory, and now we associate it with women. There's no, yeah, but yeah, not too high. But eyeliner's hot on everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. (laughs) I do not care who the fuck you are. You put eyeliner on. I'm like, you're hot. (laughs) I'm in trouble. (laughs) The bi panic sets in. I'm in danger. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Anyways, it's on my list to read. So, yeah. Fascinating. For anyone interested in the book that I'm skating around, it's called Eyeliner. It's by Zara Henkir. I think she's British-Palestinian, um, I want to say. I'm probably wrong. I'm sure there's a bio on here. Lebanese-British journalist. There we go. There it is. Yeah, it came up for work. It came up on my list. And I was like, what is this? What is this book? Got excited. for it. That's it for this week. Next week, Hallie will be telling us about Jack Parsons, a guy that somehow managed to become besties with Alistair Crowley and L. Ron Hubbard, at least for a time. As always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. To keep up with all things exceptionals, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Human Exception. Have a story you want us to cover? Want to tell us that we're wrong or you just want to say hi? You can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. And again, on the fun, you can come join us on our Discord server. A link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptional, my humans, and have a wonderful weekend.